Okay, hi, welcome back. Attorney Steve Onder, and welcome to another Strike 3 Holdings Update Litigation. All right, so this case comes out of the United States District Court, Eastern District of Michigan, Southern Division. Say that 10 times fast. So um, this is a case that shows uh, when you're in a litigation, accidents can happen. Some people will, some of my clients will ask me, well, you know, does my name ever get out there? And the general answer is no. The general answer is um, uh, the plaintiff strike three holdings are under a duty to make sure that things are filed under seal so your name is protected. And that's really because they don't always have the right person. Sometimes they, they're suing a subscriber and it's not really the subscriber. So you want some sense of privacy and fairness. So um, let me read you real quick. This is, um, um, this is a case. I'm not going to give you the case number. I don't think it's that important. But it shows you that it's important to try to get your cases settled early before complaints get amended because you never know these accidents could happen and for a moment um, you know some information can be revealed so here's what the order to show causes now this was issued to the plaintiff's attorney um, to plaintiff strike three holdings I should say um, it says here plaintiff strike three holdings moved for leave to file under seal unredacted versions of its first amendment complaints the proposed summon and return of service. Plaintiff have filed a redacted version of the amended complaint. That's redacted, so you couldn't see anything. And attached an unredacted First Amendment complaint and an unredacted proposed summons to its motion. But the unredacted documents were not filed under seal. Okay. Uh, in the court's prior order, the court admonished plaintiff to refrain from naming any defendant in any public filing until further order from the court. Because plaintiff filed an unredacted version of the amended complaint that included defendant's personal identifying information, plaintiff violated the court's order. Plaintiff must therefore show cause as to why the court should not sanction plaintiff under Federal Rule of Civil Procedure 11B, as in Biscuit 1, for the violation. The court will deny the motion for failure to comply with the court's prior order and order the clerk of the court to strike the EF 10-1 and 10-2, which identified the defendant in violation of the court's order. So that's an order to show cause, um, order to show cause why sanctions should not issue. Okay, so that's... Uh, that's a pretty big deal. Um, that's, you know, you, you don't really want that as an attorney. Obviously, to me, it looks more like an accident. So I am, I'm, I'm not sure if the, the court will actually uh, hit them with sanctions or not, but that shows you what can happen. And for, for my clients, you know, it's all the more reason we want to kind of get these things settled and, you know, let's get a good fair deal, but let's not wait forever because these things can happen. You know, they're human mistakes when a... Uh, you know, name is revealed on the public docket. So anyway, uh, that's my strike three holdings update of the day. We're helping a lot of clients out with these cases. If you got a letter, subpoena, uh, copyright infringement notice, doesn't really matter what kind. We handle so many different uh, photo infringement cases, boxing piracy, what we call TV signal piracy, software piracy, all kinds of cases dealing with technology and intellectual property. So you can find us on the web at attorneysteve.com. That's attorneysteve.com. 
the first name in legal services. Thanks for listening. I got to run. General information only, not legal advice. All parties are presumed innocent until otherwise proven. Have a great day. Bye now.